This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hi everybody, just before you listen to this episode, I'd just like to bring your attention to a Patreon support programme that we do have that I'd like to encourage you to join if you haven't done so already. If you go to patreon.com forward slash pod, you'll find details of how to support the show and how to support this content You'll get lots of extra bits and pieces in return. So again, head over to patreon.com forward slash pod if you want to help support our content and help us grow and get even better. Okay, so ahead of the clash between Blackpool and Carlisle United this weekend, we've got Lee from the Brunson Bugle Carlisle pod. Welcome, Lee. Thanks for coming on. No problem at all, John. Thanks for having me on. Okay, let's let's get cracking then. So, Lee, you're you're currently languishing in the bottom four. How's your season mm-hmm. gone so far? It's a weird one because you'd think the fans would be revolting and saying it's a disgrace. We're struggling down the bottom. You know, sort it out, sort of thing. But yeah, there is a bit of frustration and wanting to be away from that. But actually, generally, the fans are quite calm because. A lot of other stuff has happened around the club. Like in the last few years, to come to where we are now from where we have been is quite remarkable. And in the last few weeks, the club's been taken over by an American family who are already pumping money into stuff to do with the fan experience. And they promised they're going to put money in in January and there's no reason to not believe them. They're, they seem really genuine and forthcoming in terms of what they're saying. And obviously we've got Paul Simpson at the helm. And you know he's, to you guys, a bit of a legend as a player for that couple of seasons I think he had review for us he's a legend as a player manager manager you know local lad he's done a local good boy and, as well isn't he yeah local exactly boy. local lad done good and you know to come back and I mean the first time around what he was brilliant but the second time around was even more incredible because he's worked with such a low budget and he came in we'd just been beaten 3-0 by Swindon Town in February 2002 Trying to remember, yeah, it was only a year, just over a year and a half ago, 2002. And we were appalling that day. There was a toxic atmosphere in the ground. It was Harry McCurdy took us apart. Harry McCurdy used to play for us and hates us. And he took every opportunity to wind us up. He was outstanding that day. And it's the best thing he's ever done for us. It was basically a Keith Millen sacked. And the board had no choice at that point to go, well, we're going to have to find someone to try and get out of the mess. They rang Simo and Simo said, I'll come back as long as you 
do the sackings. I'll talk about it as long as when there's a managerial vacancy free. So we had to wait until Millen was sacked and literally a few hours later, all right, I'll come back to the end of the season. I think he won six of his first seven in charge, I think, back at the club. Signed a three-year deal last season. Unbelievable job. We've not a hugely changed squad, to be honest. There's a few decent additions there, but a lot of the players who'd struggled the season before, he made them into better footballers. We got promoted through the players. We died off a bit last season because we looked like we were going to be top three around about Christmas, but then we just we lost a little bit of form. Managed to drag it back. Brilliant day at Wembley. Probably the best day out of had following Carlisle. Amazing in the, in the player final against Stockport. That's way to really go up, isn't it? That's way to go it is, it is. And Stockport fans are really, really, genuinely like really nice people. And they were like, you know, well done. You deserved it on the day. And we're like, look, you guys will walk it next season in the league soon. Well, we're getting proved right about that because they've, they've been phenomenal. So the problem is we came up through the playoffs. And last season we got promoted with a bottom six budget in League Two. And as you can imagine, the budget's gone up, but it's not gone up that much in, in League One. So we're probably a bottom six budget again at the moment, if not bottom f- four, which is where we are. Um, it's not an excuse. I've seen my nervous used as an excuse, but the simple fact is we don't we haven't had the resource that other teams have had for so long. So you think you deserve to be where you are? Or have you been unlucky prob- in a prob- few games? A bit of both. We haven't been clinical enough going forward. That's the problem. If you look at our record, take away that defeat against Reading the other night, which was just a crazy one, because stats wise, the two teams matched up. They we just defensively fell apart for the first time this season. We, I think we lost something like six or seven games, one nil. Like we, for some reason, as soon as we concede that one goal, we just can't, we're not going to concede another, but we can't get a goal to get back into it. So the problem is we, because we got for the playoffs as well, you, you're working behind the other three teams that got promoted automatically. They're already done a lot, some of their business early works. Our recruitment wasn't that great. And so I think everyone accepts that now other than Sam Lavelle, Blackpool lad, funny enough, but I don't think he's ever played for you guys. He, he's probably been the only decent signing we've really made this and he's really stood out. The rest just haven't really lived up to it. So we're relying a lot on the players that were already here and some of them haven't quite made the step up so far. Now this takeover is going to make a big difference because the new owners have basically said, look, Simo's getting a step change budget in January and I've heard murmurs that it could be as much as basically doubling our budget because that's how low our budget was and they're determined to make sure we stay in this division and, and build up the club and off the field, the stuff they're trying to do as well is, is, is so impressive and it's a real positive step for us. I think there's a, there's a level of realism there, but there's also like a, we've got up after what nine years, let's not mess this up now, let's make sure we stay up here. From a completely selfish point of view <laughs> as a Blackpool fan, that's quite a bad news to hear that you're going to have a big cash injection in the... Uh, <laughs> In January time, because I was hoping we, we might be going back in for Owen Moxon. He was heavily linked to Blackpool in the summer. It didn't get through. So how good would you say he is and how long's left in his contract? And do you would you say he's pivotal to your surviving in this division? Well, when that offer came in in, in July, was it? I think it was. I think it was kind of laughed off because the amount really, quarter of a million pounds, I understand, you know, he's not proven at this level and he's got only a year left on his deal. But for us, it was like, it's not worth us mm-hmm. selling a player who was that important to us last season. He's been phenomenal since he he signed for us. He's a local lad, but he, he was in our academy till he was 16. And then he was let go. He went to the Queen of the South, did a few years there, didn't quite make it there. Joined Adam Athletic, became a UPS delivery driver. Really impressed for them after a few seasons. 
Peter Murphy, who's our longest, sorry, um, highest appearance holder outfield. I'm his manager of Annan now. And when Simo came back in, he said he contacted Simo, who managed him as a player, and said, you need to come and watch this lad because this championship club's watching him now. But if Carlisle interested, he will join because he wants to play football and he's, he, you're his you know, local team. He watched you as a kid. And he took one look at one game of Mox and said, yep, signing this lad. And basically it was sorted out in the summer after they got knocked out in the playoffs. A lot of fans thought he might take a bit of while, while to bed in, but he took to it like a duck to water. He was, I think, something like 17 assists last season, six goals wow. from midfield. He dominated games. Well, it wasn't just a case of, you know, those assists and that. 17 lot of assists. Set pieces. Wow. 17 assists and six goals. And he, a lot of it was set pieces, which haven't worked quite as well this season, but he, he would just get a, he basically get a grip of games. And he hasn't done that this time around. It's a bit tougher. I think we've lost a little bit of attacking talent over the summer. So he's not really got the same players to pick out as well, which probably didn't help him. The level of expectation was there and he hasn't probably stepped. He's not been bad. I think some of our fans overreacted, but I don't think he's been terrible. He just hasn't quite hit the levels he did last season. He's taken a while to settle. I think the contract stuff's probably not helped either. Apparently, we've been offered like the, the best deal in terms of wages in our club's history, but the sticking point is over the release clause, apparently. He obviously wants it to be a lot lower than we would want it to be. His agent is Graham Kavanagh, who used to be our player and a coach and a manager. So that's not gone down well for fans either. But I think there's a kind of feeling of it. He's maybe not quite hit the heights that everyone expected at this level just yet. So how much interest there will be in the summer, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen in terms of the takeover, whether he will sign another deal or not anytime soon. I mean, to be honest, it's one of those ones that a lot of our fans aren't really talking so much about him getting a new deal now. They're talking about Jordan Gibson, who's a brilliant start to life in League One, you know, and in the summer, there was a lot of talk over Jordan, like, do we keep him or do we not? Because he's not, you know, he did okay last season, but didn't quite hit the expectations we'd hoped, but he's been brilliant this time around. And I think that the hope is that we can tie him down longer, but I've, everyone would love Owen to stay. They really, really would. But I think there's a feeling of like, he needs to really get a grip of a game at some point soon. And it would be sod's law for you guys. If he really finally started to show what he's capable of this level this weekend, <laughs> that, that would just sum up. But the problem is as well, with Callum Guy being out for nine to 10 months now for us, there's a lot of expectations on his shoulders as well. He is the man carrying on midfield because Callum Guy, the way he plays and the way he screens the back four or the back five and covers, he gave Moxon a bit of that freedom to get forward. He's not got that at the moment, so that doesn't really help him much either. Okay. Right. That that nicely segues on to the, the players to watch, which, which are the Carlisle danger men and who may inflict a bit of damage on Blackpool tomorrow or when Moxon aside. Yeah, so to take Moxon out of it, I think in attack, a name that might be familiar to you guys, Joe Garner, um, oh, that little! I tell you what, he's in his fourth he's spell with us. Despised at Blackpool, he 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 is going to enjoy himself this week if he's fit. Problem is, he got a gash on his knee at Reading ten days ago, so we're not one hundred percent certain whether he's going to be fit or not for this one. But he, I, I totally understand why you guys wouldn't like him. One because he's expressed him, but two because of the way he plays. We love him. It's his fourth spell with us. He came back from Fleetwood last January. Well, January's gone in. He, he gave us that little bit of experience to get us over the line. There was a the expectation he might leave in August because he, he missed on, out on two matchday squads, but then Simo threw him in for a game against Stevenage. He scored a last-minute equaliser, and I think he's scored about five goals since then. And he's he, he has been a real talisman, and he's the experienced player we needed from. We probably played him more than we really want to. So he's kind of basically... He's 
he's basically playing a full 90 minutes at the edge of what, 35, 34. And ideally you'd want to be resting him a bit more. But like I said, he he really is a, a properly, yeah. if you play for your club, you love him. If he doesn't play for your club and plays against yeah, you, you hate him because he will throw himself down at every single opportunity he gets. He'll be rolling about on the floor, winning free kicks. But our fans love it. Like even when he played against us for Preston, I think he got a bit of stick for diving for them. So, so yeah, he's 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 a big man up front for us. In in defence, interesting stuff we do. So, John Mellish, he's a bit of a cult hero of our fans. Big John, he joined from Gateshead in 2019, I think it was. Now I think he's our longest serving player now. He started. He, he arrived as a defender who'd been just been voted the best young player in the national league the season before. Couldn't really make an impact in that first season. That was the one that was curtailed by COVID and he was struggling a bit. Now he, he'd signed by Stephen Presley. Presley lost his job and Chris Beach, I think he, Chris Beach used to play for you guys. Or That's right, he did. Fun? Yeah, he was, yeah. So Chris Beach was, came in as coach. He was going to let John go as a defender. He wasn't impressed by him. But then like he, he thought he's got some good raw qualities I'm going to try him out as a, a, a midfielder in a reserve game. And I think the first one was at Kendall against Kendall Town, and he scored a hat trick in that reserve game. So he's right. I'll try him in another reserve game. I think it was against you guys against Blackpool for enough. And I'm pretty sure he scored another hat trick from midfield. So he's like, right, you're going to play midfield the rest of the season, and we'll see about your contract in the summer. He only got about. Pardon the interruption. Normal service will be resumed shortly. This is just a quick message to say, if you're enjoying this content, I would like to say thanks for this podcast and the many others, then please consider joining our Patreon supporter program where you can donate a small monthly amount to help support this content and help us pay our bills. To do so, go to patreon.com forward slash Pod. There are several tiers you can support us on, starting from the price of a pint per month and upwards. And in exchange, you get this annoying advert removed from all audio pods and also everything ad-free on the audio. You'll also get access to our Patreon supporters WhatsApp group, which is good fun, and other random giveaways as and when they come in. So please do support us patreon.com forward slash seasiders pod let's get back to the content see you later four or five more games i think in midfield because of the covid coming in and curtailing things but he did fairly well and he got a new contract as a result following season i think he scored 17 goals from midfield it was ridiculous but the problem is he's very much chaos he, he wasn't really in control of what he was doing a lot of time his first touch was pretty poor up sometimes but he was in the right place at the right time and he had that physical pressing approach following season struggled a little bit at first but the whole team did really we were relying a bit too much on his goals the season before he actually played up front for a couple of games because we were that desperate we didn't have any strikers then Simo comes in and after one training session takes one look at him goes now you're going to play in the back three for me you're going to play the left side of the back three but you're going to have a bit of freedom to bomb forward as much as you want basically because we'll have my midfielder will drop in and cover for you. And it was an absolute revelation. Like it, what Mike, who's on our pod, described him as the world's first box-to-box defender, because he literally would be, he, he could pop up anywhere on the pitch at times. But he was strong in the tackle. He, he, but brave as you want. He, he loves winding up opposition fans, really gets our fans going as well. 
but he's had this habit of just getting into the box and on the end of things. And he quite often, it's very much like what Chris Wilder did at Sheffield United. He'd be like overlapping the wing back on the left, Jack Armour, and, and getting into positions to put balls in the box. Now, this season we're playing with back four, so he's played a bit more as a defender quite often. He's played in midfield a few times because we've been desperate for bodies in there because we're struggling with injuries. But my opinion guarantee is he will run his backside off. He, he's, his, his attitude's absolutely first class. The fans love him for it, basically. But yeah, other than that, Sam, Sam Lavelle's done quite well since coming in as well. He, he, he's been... He didn't have the greatest game in the world at Reading the other night. He scored an own goal and was probably at fault for a couple more, but he, he's been fantastic since coming in too. So, And also, you've got to watch out for big Thomas Shirley and goals as well. You know, six foot nine Czech goalkeeper. He, the, the great thing about him is we don't concede too many goals off set pieces because he will claim in 99% of them. He just comes and plucks it out of the air. And I never get why teams don't mix it up with the set pieces against us because you know exactly what he's going to do. So, so yeah, they're the two ones. We are a little bit filling the moment. Some of the, our better players are injured as well. Jordan Gibson, I've mentioned already, obviously, but he's been fantastic. But yeah. yeah that's, that's quite good news then because <laughs> we're absolutely crap at set pieces. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully the team are listening to this and say don't put any crosses in towards the, uh, the big goalkeeper. <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned you play four at the back. What what sort of formation and how do you expect Carlisle to line up well, against Blackpool? When, what, do, you jump, do you stick with the same formation or does he mix them? Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Match. When Simmer first came in, we he switched us to a 532, 352 with the three centre backs. He had Morgan Feeding on one side, Mellish on the other, and Paul Huntington, local lads, come back, mm. ex Preston as well, I'm yep, sure you remember. Yes. He he played as the centre back in the middle, local lad, brilliant experience, made a massive difference to us last season. He really really helped. But this season he has had a couple of calf injuries and he's been out of the team. So we've out, basically out of necessity we've had to switch to a back four at times because we just haven't had the numbers to do what we've done previously. Plus we were finding we weren't dominating games in the same way we had done last season with a midfield three and a two wing back. So it will be a back four, four three three four two three one hard to judge really. Garner will be your central striker and like it's likely to be wholly in nets. Josh Emmanuel we recently signed on a free right back. He's done fairly well so far. Jack Armour at left back, ex-Preston lad as well. You're full of them. Simo's ex-Preston ex as well. It's a, the, only, yeah, but... the only blot on his on Simo's copybook amongst his uh, very long career. He's very well thought of in in Blackpool, like I said, yeah, he's not. He's not. He's not very popular with the Preston fans, is he? So you're probably all right with that. He was um, called Agent Simo. We, we yeah. all said he was a secret agent going into. He didn't do a great job there, did he? So no, he's quite, we well, poached, quite well liked for that. 
poached Carl Hawley from us and Hawley did no, next to nothing for them. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that your two centre backs are probably, oh, it's hard to judge again. So it probably will be, Lavelle will be one of them. And then it's a question whether it's Ben Barkley or John Mellish, because Mellish might be midfield. You'll then probably have Dylan McGeoch and Moxon. And it's whether Mellish is in midfield there or maybe Jordan Gibson's drop back into midfield. Whether Joe Garner fits or not is the question. That, that that's, that's a big one, whatever his knee. If he's not, we probably have Luke Plange up there. And I'll be honest with you, he's been a bit of a disappointment. We signed him on loan from Palace. And I don't think there was much expectation there anyway. And he's got, I think, two goals in 18 games. Scored against Reading the other night. It was a good goal, but then they got one back not long after because he didn't bother tracking a man when he claimed it was a handball. And yeah, he's one who's quite infuriated our fans. So there's a question of if Ryan Edmondson will play up front for us, but Simo seems to have really gone off in this season. He did quite well last season. He was a bit unlucky of injuries, but when he played, he was good. And he did well in preseason for us. And I thought was right. He's going to really step up this season. Hasn't happened. He really hasn't stepped up this level. If Garner isn't fit, there's kind of a hope amongst our fans of, right, maybe we'll throw him in and see how he does. So Gibson will probably either play in midfield or as one of the wingers, and then it's whether Plange or someone else is in the wing as well. So I think you're back. Your goalkeeper, most of your defence and two midfielders are guaranteed. There's about three or four other positions. It's a bit touch and goes to heel play there. I hope Joe, Joe Garner plays. Everyone loves a pantomime villain, don't they? Oh, um, he, he, and our fans will love it if he's wound up your fans. It'll be, it'll be good entertainment at the very least. <laughs> Yeah. So speaking of your fans, yeah. how, how many tickets have you sold? I know we spoke earlier that you've been given quite a, a lowish allocation, only half the stand. I'm guessing you've sold out for this game. Yeah, I think they sold out in one day to season ticket holders. So we've got our season ticket holders, numbers have like gone through the roof in the last couple of seasons. So we were just under 2,000 a couple of years ago. In fact, it might be right, 1,800. It's up to 3,400 now, I think. That's the same effects for you. So I think we our allocation was 1,997. It's standing up ahead in 1997. It's a weird number of tickets to have. Yeah, they've sold them out no bother. So I know a few people who I think are possibly in some of the boxes as well that are my books in there. What's it called? Uh, what's the phrase? I can't remember. But basically, hospitality. That's the one. Um, I think the brigade. That's the one. Exactly. Yeah. And they, they book tickets to go in there possibly when they go down for a weekend. But yeah, it, it's, it's going to be a really good fight. Like the, the away followings the last couple of years have been brilliant. And again, like I said it's a similar effect. Like whatever he does, whatever he touches at his club, it turns to gold. And the fans really believe in him. I think because he's a local lad and it, there's no BS from him. You know exactly what you're getting. He's, he's very honest. And I've said this too. I think it was a Grimsby podcast I spoke to last season. They said about their manager, Paul Hurst at the time. They said that the thing they loved about Hurst was when he did a post-match interview, they were like, they listened to what he said and go, yep. That's exactly the same game I've watched there. And Simo's the same. I don't think there's any a time, every time when I listen to a press interview with him and I think to myself, bloody hell, what games are you watching? He's talking some nonsense. He always bang on the money generally. But yeah, the followings have been brilliant. We took just, I think it's 4,400 or so to, to Bolton back in October. Got a nice 3-1 win there. That was a good fun day out. We've sold, I think we're on the verge of selling out Fleetwood, the massive 1,200 that you get for that. And Wigan, we've been given 4,000. I think we've already sold about a two and a half to three, I think, something like that. They've only gone to season. I think they're, 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 they're general sale then because we've got so many. So, yeah, the followings have been fantastic this season. It's been really, really good. Just kind of hoping we can just try and find some form and get a few players in in January and hopefully get ourselves away from trouble. 
Okay, just on the on the subject of big away followings, then. Yes. One, one question, just people had it. We had off that want to ask you. Carlisle, obviously, geographically, you're you're a long way away from any other clubs. You're probably nearer the Scottish borders where you are than yeah. a lot of English clubs. I think possibly as the, the crow flies, Preston, Blackburn, and ourselves are the nearest clubs in your vicinity. Who who? Question that I'm asking then is who do you consider you to be derby matches against? Because obviously you you haven't got anyone really close. Who who do Carlisle? Which games um, do they look forward to most, if any? It's a, it's a, tricky a one, really, isn't it? It's a really good question, and I think it depends on what decade you were born in as a Carlisle fan, possibly, which sounds a bit weird way of putting it, but or maybe what sort of area you started watching us. So I know older fans who always looked at Newcastle as a big rival because we used to play them a bit in the 80s and the 70s and that kind of thing, and sometimes Middlesbrough as well. Similar with the 80s, a lot of fans saw Blackburn as a big rival. There used to be a bit of a bother, I think, between our two clubs, I think it's fair to say. 90s, I think it was more, yes, well, I don't know, it should be more Preston. Wigan and Burnley really during that area we had a really big thing with Wigan for a few years we seemed to play them a lot and then they disappeared beyond the horizon way past us so this is the this season's the first time we've ever played at the DW Stadium which is insane because we used to play them all the time in the 90s but it's the season they went off yeah on the grass there. bank <laughs> I never went there but I know I, I remember some Carlo fans talking about keeping warm there one winter night when we were playing there by starting a fire on the bank just to keep themselves warm. That that was the kind of, I mean, young kids listen to that and be like, what? He's like, yep, yeah, yeah, you used to be able to do that sometimes at some grounds. It was mental. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a weird one. Like, it depends on the year. I think with Blackpool, we've never really been that close. To, it's, it, we only play each other maybe for a couple of years and then suddenly yeah. you usually disappear in, yeah. in the distance beyond us. And mm. I mean... In recent times, Morecambe has been one where we've, it's not really mm. been a rival, but it's one where, we, you know, we we always take really good numbers. It's a nice day out, you know, and the, the away f- end there, you know, you get about, around about 2,000 ish, so it's not too bad. It's more or um, less Cumbria as well, isn't it? Morecambe. Yeah. Well, like. you've got that. I mean, back in the day, Hartlepool and Darlington used to be one that a lot of our fans looked forward to. And in like, in the last few seasons, Barrow, you know, Barrow for the first time in what, 50 odd years. Cumbrian Derby. Well, if if you ask them, they they disagree with that. I mean, they want to be in Lancashire. Lancashire don't want them. We don't want them. It's it's the bit that it's a bit of the UK that no one really wants, isn't it? But but no, like it, it's been fun. It's been different. I mean, beating them five one at home last season was great fun to see their manager Pete Wilde having a hissy fit on the touchline, and you know he he, he clearly gets very annoyed at the amount of courage radio radio company give to us as the senior club in the county. But also for the fact that the thing. It was good fun once or twice, but if you've ever been to Holger Street, and this is plenty politely, and their fans will tell you the same, it's a dump. It is an, it's basically, a, it's not even a National League level ground, it's a National League North level ground. They've done some okay work in terms of, they've put some away, some temporary stand on the side of the pitch to make the capacity a bit bigger and a bit nicer. But even so, like, there's some of our fans when we beat them, when we beat them 2-1 a couple of years ago, who were in the stand behind the goal, and the goal that they were in, we scored in and they couldn't see the goal because there's this big netting up to stop you lobbing things at their fans and all kinds of pillars behind the goal. It, it, yes, yeah, so nice little rivalry for a bit there. Kind of hoping it doesn't get re-reconciled next season with them coming up, to be honest, because I don't really want to go there again. And I'm kind of hoping they don't go past us either because that, that would be the nightmare. Because then I don't know what Radio Cumbria would do, do then because I suppose technically they'd have to give them more coverage, but I'm not sure they get as many listeners as we do, but, but there you go. That'd be like 
Fleetwood overtaking us in the football league. Yeah, well, that nearly just, happened. Nearly happened. You mentioned yeah. you can't see goals at Barrow. I'll give you a quick tip at Fleetwood when you go there. Mm. You get a ticket. Don't go to either side of the terrace behind the goal. You need to get right in the middle because you can't see the balls going going into the net. You know, you can't see shots going into your own goal because you really the views constrain there. So get right yeah, down the I middle think, if you can in the front. I went there for a League Cup game. I think couple of few years back and I, I know what you mean about that the only one i've seen that's smaller in terms of way in that kind of thing is harrogate if you've ever been there it's literally about four steps on the terrace it's a weird ground because it's got seven or eight different stands it's a real mishmash lovely food quite glad we aren't playing them anytime soon because we i think we've only beaten them once and that was in a trophy game at home i think we played six or seven other times and they've beaten us in pretty much every other occasion so yeah i think we've we only played them once in the fa cup i think we won but yeah, i think yeah. no. That's what you want. <laughs> okay, Lee, just let you go. Just before you go, as ever, your thoughts on tomorrow's game and uh, family match prediction. Thoughts on the game. I would be absolutely delighted to come out of this one with a point, if I'm brutally honest. We are quite threadbare at the moment. We're basically, for me at the moment, we're just trying to nurse Joe Garner through to January to make sure we've got at least one decent striker in the team. Midfield-wise, we're desperately trying to get a few more players back in there and take a bit of pressure off our mocks. And defensively, we're all right. We've got options there, I suppose. So it's, yeah, I look at your Contain squad. Jordan Rhodes, obviously. Exactly. That, that's that, that's the key thing. Basically, just have Sam Lavelle on him and and, Jordan, and John Mellis can go around kicking everyone else and, and wind them up. I, 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 I should have said this to you before. There was a brilliant example of him swindling away last season. We scored a last-minute winner. And while all the players are off running off to celebrate with our fans, John Mellis is running behind them and he gives about three different Swindon players a slap in the head on his way there. And on the video, and his mum's on Twitter. She's called Heidi Mellish and she's hilarious. She's always ripping it into him and having a go at him. And she's like basically calling him a prat and saying you should be joining this celebration, not slapping players on the head. So, uh, so yeah, I, I would be delighted with a 1-1 draw from this one. It'd be nice to get a goal in front of the big following like that. But I'm looking forward to it. These are the sort of games we've been really looking forward to for, for a while when we were back down in, in League 2 because, look, you, you, there's some all right games down there, but some of the places you have to visit after a while, you're like, Okay, let, let's get us back up playing the Blackpools and the Boltons and the Wiggins and trying to think of all the ones off the top. And you know, Charlton, Portsmouth, teams like that, Derby, they're the ones you really want to put me playing. And yeah, this is one I think a lot of our fans have been really looking forward to this season, definitely. Cool. Right, thanks so much here for your time, Lee, this evening. No Let's have a good luck for the rest of the season, apart from tomorrow when we play up Brunton Park. I've always liked going to Brunton Park. I've always liked Carlisle anyway. So best of luck, mate. It's right at the end of the season, isn't it, as well? So you might be well going for promotion that day. Yeah, promotion <laughs> party. Fingers crossed. <laughs> I hope you've stayed up by then and you've got nothing to play for as well. I, I hope so as well. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cheers, mate. Cheers. Thanks for coming on to that. Just before you head off, I know you've just enjoyed what you've been listening to. Of course you have. Why not consider joining our Patreon supporter programme for the price of a pint per month? You'll get extra bonus content in return. You'll get no ads on the audio pod. You'll get faster releases of the audio pod. You'll get it before the uh, the Great and Wash does. And also, you'll be saying thanks for these uh, brilliant podcasts, and you'll be helping us pay our hosting costs, our streaming software costs, uh, electric, that kind of thing. So, yeah, it'd be greatly appreciated if you could support us, patreon.com forward slash seasiderspod. Price of a pint per month. 
and you also get access to our um, WhatsApp patron supporters group, which is a good laugh. We've got a nice community going on in there, and you'll also have access to uh, competitions and giveaways when they do happen. So, yeah, please do consider signing up and supporting us. That URL again, patreon.com forward slash seasiderspod. And if you don't sign up, you're a... See you later. Thanks for listening. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.